1: Whoa. Well, let me tell you what stock notes, Market Lovers. Listen, listen, listen. I have a big show. Danny, I, I can tell you I have a big show because I've got a lot of notes. And so that's how <laughs> that's how you know it's a big show because I've got a lot of notes. But let me not bury the lead here. Uh, Zach, Yes. watch this. You ready? Look at me. Last show. Last show? Last show for me. Last show for you? Last show for me. I'm leaving Revere. Oh. See, I wanted to see what your reaction was. What, oh. what show number is this? Why, 410. Four hundred and ten shows. Four hundred and ten. Good number to leave on. And this is it. This is it. You're all right. As the door said, this is the end. <laughs> yeah, my friend, the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the end, my friend, the end. All it, right. Was that wait? Was that a song about someone leaving a job or death? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> we should probably figure that out before we put that on the Last show. showtime. Show. Yeah. No, all I'm right. not dying. I'm just leaving. Well, we're gonna have to do it much leave. different. Have to be a blowout. <laughs> right? Right? Well. Okay. Yeah well i've things. got a lot of notes that's, so i right. as you mentioned sure before do. i've got a lot of things but before we talk about departures right yeah we need to talk about uh, i've got a few things that run off the list here okay? okay we could talk we could talk about how i saw a movie I oh, let's see top gun no i saw the minions movie loved it oh wow yeah Yeah, I saw the Minions. Well, well, much better than Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah, instead of Tom Cruise, you've got a combination of French, Spanish, Japanese, and English-speaking yellow people. Right. No, that was the Beaker from The Muppets. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that... Anyway, uh, the Minions movie was awesome. And they sing uh, Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones.
0: Oh, oh, one sweet. of my favorite songs.
1: Right, it's a great version of it. I you can download that on. Uh, it's on the Amazon Music. You can listen to it. Drive yourself more importantly. Home. Last week, let me let me roll back the clock. Last week, Zach did some of his. I, I, this is gonna. This will not. This story will not end up at Morgan Stanley. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it will end up at Coffee Safety. Uh, last week, uh, Zach did some of his greatest producing ever. I went back, I was listening to the show. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll listen just to see um what what I what I you know, like what did I hear what I thought I said, you know, like just I want to hear it, right? Yeah, sure. And so um I go back and I pick it up. Zach's descriptions, if you're not watching on YouTube, the descriptions and the timelines Zach has in there are Easter eggs. And they're they're, they're, little tripwires. Get people to engage with the show. They're funny. Like, they're funny as all get-out. And um, so I talked 12 minutes about potato chips last week, right? Uh-huh. And so, and, but let me explain before people get mad again. I'm not going to talk about potato chips, but watch, watch me talk about potato chips, right? And so um, last week's show, I believe, was the most downloaded show of the summer, okay? It, the, the whole premise of the show is I see I don't believe in incrementalism. Like if, if you just do things that are a little incrementally better, you're you're not going to do something that's so great that attracts people to make them want to engage with you, buy your product, enjoy your service. Here on the pot like on five days a week, you get red meat and videos, right? Yep. Here you get to expand upon thoughts what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the market. But you also get to know us a little bit.
0: Have a little fun, yeah.
1: And, and, and look, I know a lot of miserable people. I used to meet them on the road when I worked for IBD. A lot of miserable people in the stock market. And I know what, um, I, I know what attracts an audience and what keeps an audience. And so I went back, because I said to Tanya, she goes, how'd the show go? And uh, my Tanya's my wife, I went home, I said, hey, talk she goes, how'd the show I'm like, I think I talked twelve minutes about potato chips. Like that, that and, and she said, huh? I said, Yeah, I just I started talking about how we live in the potato chip basket of America up in Pennsylvania. And um so she goes, How did that go over? I'm like, I don't know, but we ended up at Charles Chips. It can't be that bad. Charles Chips. Charles Chips. And so anyway, um, couldn't have done the show. By the way, it was so Zach, getting back to Zach's greatest piece of producing ever. I can't wait to hear what well, I texted it to you. Oh, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I text Zach. I'm watching this. Don goes and grabs a bag of potato chips. Yes. He, yes. he eats them purposely loudly or, or crinkles the bag. <laughs> Zach then goes to a picture and picture of Don eating the potato chips while I'm talking about potato. This is a finance show. And it was the funniest thing. Like, and if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you're like, I don't know if you're upset by it, but it's funny as all get out because of Zach's producing. Zach's produced and has added a dramatic increase to the quality of the show. It's amazing. Zach's greatest piece of producing ever. Thanks. Yeah. that yeah, was good. Was so, great. but. Don it, getting the chips in the middle of the show. Oh, was it was perfect. great. Oh, perfect. Little addendum. Yeah. I had Utz
2: sour, sour cream and onion this really? week. Much yeah. better than Lay's sour cream and onion. I, I give okay.
1: you that. Utz has better flavor. Do you have the regular kind of uh, normal textured potato chips or do you have the. Uh, Kettle cooked type,
2: not kettle cooked.
1: Yeah, you the kettle aren't. kettle cooked are hard to do flavors on for some reason. I don't know. It's because if it just comes off, like it's hard to find good kettle cooked flavored mm. potato chips. Oh, but you know who does them no. well? Maui sweet onion. I don't know who makes them. I actually think it might be But there's a sweet onion uh, flavor. Had Yeah, they're good. They're super good. Sweet. But we, I couldn't. We can't do this again.
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. I'm done. <laughs>
1: What I'm about to say though is, I couldn't have done the show last Friday. I don't think, I think it had been the first time I've ever called in Hurt to the podcast. Oh, oh do you, I got something for you, coffee safe. So I do, I one of the five ways I do coffee, Danny, right? Oh. <laughs> so it's we did the show Thursday, and then Friday morning, I employed one of the five ways I do coffee. And you're like, oh, Tim, what are the five ways you do coffee? Well, you can do drip, right? Like it's just Mr. Coffee Maker. You can do uh, Panera, which is you go to the store and get coffee. You could do K-Cup, right? That's not too bad. You could do French Press, all of these I employ. Or you can do the one that hurt me.
0: Cold I got, press. I
1: got, I got hurt by coffee last week, Danny. And, and, and probably, Zach, that's a show title. We got the Doors. And and sure. if you can figure out how to do, I got hurt by coffee on the show title. I got hurt by coffee. Yeah, figure title. that out. Yeah, right. I don't know if that's a smiley like a, like a frowny face with a coffee cup. I'm not sure what that looks like in your brain. So the the
2: end was about a girlfriend breakup, by the way, not not death.
1: Oh, so. sweet. We're good. Okay, we're good. I feel better about that. <laughs> I'll just make sure. You're not dying. No. No, not to my knowledge. This bit might be, but I'm not. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, but th- this is the honest to God's truth, and I'll show it to you here in a second. So, it's early morning. Like, I'm keeping weird hours with we feed Graham late. We're getting up early with the kids. And I'm doing, so I put a kettle on. It's an electric kettle of boiling. If water gets to a boil, and then you do a pour-over. The flavor, I find, is the best flavor of coffee. I really enjoy that flavor when I do the pour-over. I don't know what the hell happened to you. I've been doing this pour-over forever. But I normally set the cup on, like, it's a dual sink. And you know, like, how you have the, the little piece in the middle? Yep. I normally set my cup in the middle, like, where there's a little room. Because if it spills, like, if it runs over because I pour too much, It just goes right into the sink. For some reason, oh, I was washing Graham's bottles. So for some reason, um, I was doing it to the left side. And I'm left-handed. So this all makes sense to me because I'm left-handed. I'm pouring. I did something where I didn't clear me turning around and going to go put the kettle back on its receiver. Uh I knocked over the funnel type device that sits on top of the cone. Oh. This son of a gun, then in a in an act of God, like only God could have done this to I got my attention about something. It bounces out of the sink. The water's so hot, it like hits the sink. The sink's like, get out of here, you're way too hot. And it bounces up on me. Oh, This, what's boiling water, 212 degrees Fahrenheit? Pretty hot. Freaking hot. So, I ended up with two second degree burns I, with second degree burns. Oh, no. Hold on. I, I won't do the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, Thank you. It, it, so I had a t-shirt on. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Jeez. Oh, wow. wow. This was a lot worse. This is, this is a week later. <laughs> wow. Oh this, 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 was, it goes down oh and, 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 and in a weird way, the, the ending burn on my stomach looks like Australia. Did you, did you go to the hospital? <laughs> I mean, that looks pretty Down I did. under. I did. Yeah. I, 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 pretty I, I, I'm, so Tiny goes, why are you saying the F word over? And I'm like, she's sitting on the couch. Eating <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not screaming it because I'm, I'm just like, like the pain was so intense. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm like. Uh. So did you go to the ER or anything? I, well, I toughed it out. And I'm like, this is some intense pain. Like, <laughs> right. And because and luckily I had my glasses on. And because it splashed on my glasses, it got, it burned my neck. Wow. All up and down my arm. Like, you, you can't see it because it's, it's, I'm healing fast, which is pretty awesome. So, like, it's just searing pain, right? And then instantly, like, within an hour or two, it's all, um, uh, what are you, blistering over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, she's like, you probably need to make sure you, you, those don't get infected. Because I was not going to go anywhere. And she goes, and so I bite the bullet and I go. And the guy looks at me and goes, that's intense. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and so this is the best it's felt. Yesterday was the best it's felt in a week. But I'm telling you, man, it's all, I couldn't concentrate on anything on Friday. Oh, like, oh, I was just like, okay, that's a little less. Pain. So
0: did they just give you bacitracin or Vaseline? No,
1: or... it um, starts with an S. It's a burn cream. But it's an, yes. an it's, ointment. It's yeah. a burn ointment so, so you don't get infected. Sweet baby Jesus, I've never had coffee hurt me like this. Well, I imagine <laughs> not. Like, I, Good Lord. Right? That looks rough. Dude. I've, I, like, it was just a freak accident, right? Yeah. And Remy, was because I was saying the F-word, so it, you know like when a dog gets hurt, and like it, like if a dog's kind of hurt, they will just like bark. But like when a dog's really hurt, like like whimpering, it was a whimpering F-word. And so Remy picked up on a whimpering F-word going, is dad hurt. And I'm like, no, man, I'm good. This is fine. You know? And then, uh, the kids can't figure out why they can't climb on me. Nora climbed on me, popped all these blisters. And I'm like, cause I was trying to, Oh, it was awful. Have you laid off the pour over? No, no, no. I, I, I <laughs> no, not at all. I was a little gun shy. Right? Oh, right. So the next day, uh, well, later that day, the next day I w- I'm like, you know what? I'm going carry. This machine can't hurt me. You know, it's right. just knock on wood that this children. machine can't hurt me. Yeah. Right. And so uh, it was the following day that I'm like, I'm getting back on the horse. And I'm just like, like hours. Oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah. I'm just
0: slowly just, glutton just, for punishment. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. But we're, we're operating. But this
0: time you had goggles and rubber, glu- rubber suit.
1: Holy hell. Right. Like, and Tiny goes, were you, were you naked in the kitchen? I'm like, no, I had a shirt on. Like it was, oh, that would right. go right through a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Boiling and, water. Yeah. It goes right through that. It, I, I, I was astounded at how badly it burned through the layer of t-shirt. Just astounding. And with that, we start the show. <laughs> A Lot of news, I'm telling you. So, um, look, uh, last, the last video I did, uh, interesting uh, what's happening here, what's happened with markets since the last video. My last video was Wednesday, uh, Wednesday um, not this past Wednesday, but the fall, previous Wednesday. It was, I didn't title it this, I said this never happened, right? Like the, the screen of stocks that turned up, it doesn't happen. Um, but I started out the video saying, is this the start of the summer rally? Like, that was some of the first words I spoke uh, after I talked about how you're America's fiduciary. And the, it was predicated on the dollar hitting the third ATR mm-hmm. and coming off. Mm-hmm. And what ha- in that relationship between the U.S. dollar and... Uh, Weaker
0: dollar, higher stocks. Higher
1: stocks. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's what you've got gotten. That's what you got. Right with the the dollar this week, I believe is off like three percent. With the Nasdaq up about five percent for the week as we taped the show, and I believe those numbers were true. They were true last night, and that that's the market we're in. I don't I don't think like I'm not going to do another podcast here. But like, well, what do you think the market's going to do? Hell, if I know, right? Like, because it's a market, and anything can happen. Like that, this we could have put in the lows for the year, right? Could have. Do I think we did? No, I don't. I think that there's an opportunity here to have a, re- I mean, 5% up in the NASDAQ is a great week. Mm-hmm. But that's what... But, but,
0: Especially after this year. <laughs> well,
1: well, that's, that's interesting that you phrase it that way. For because, most people, if they don't have a cell discipline, yeah. Because that's what happens in a bear market, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the easy markets, the, the ones that you enjoy, are the grind higher, right? They're not, they're not too quick. You don't feel FOMO. You don't feel like you're missing out. You just... Consistent. Yeah, like, oh, pull back to the 8. Maybe I'll take a chance. Pull back to the 21. Maybe I'll take a chance. And then they just grind higher, right? This market is quick. And the quick markets are... The, the, um, they're, they're emblematic of, of what happens in a, in a vicious bear. And so, well, Tesla had good... Early. Look, all these companies... It doesn't matter what you think of their earnings, it's how the market interprets them, right mm-hmm. But what took place last night, there's a lot more SaaS software there's a lot more software or platforms, like uh snapchat than than there are um users who use them <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you're gonna see more of this right, and um you're gonna see. It, Companies pulling back on spend, on advertising, people becoming, I don't know who uses Snapchat. I don't want to, it's really easy to come out and just trash Snapchat because I don't use it. Maybe there are people using it, but I think there are too many platforms. This is a personal opinion. It doesn't matter what I think. Mm -hmm. That's a stock that has a lot of shares outstanding and is $11 a share. I think it's $11 a share still. Man, there's a lot of money tied up in these things. You know. What is, what is a, a Facebook worth if people are going to pull back? Or is Facebook kind of like the, you know, too big, too big to fail in terms of it might be the last platform? And, and the reason why Facebook has this, this um, network effect, like this staying power, I believe it's because moms are on. I don't know many moms on Snapchat, right? right. Not that I'm hanging out at the Kroger's Produce section right. picking up moms. Hey, you on Snapchat? <laughs> no. Uh, but they are on anymore anymore <laughs> <laughs> but they are on facebook and and you might and I don't know if they're on Instagram, but Facebook has to stay in power. Danny and I were talking earlier this week about Twitter. I think Twitter has a problem too like twitter
0: it's called it, elon it, Musk. Yeah. no
1: tw- well, twitter's got problems yeah, yeah twitters Twitter's got a lot of problems, but I think one of them is this very small minute echo chamber, and it's it, that really Elon brought to bear to the general population. I think people on the platform knew this was an issue. But um, there was, um, I'll give you a movie example. Zack Snyder's Batman Final Cut. You guys remember? Uh, Justice League? Justice League. Is that what that's called? Yeah, Yeah. like four-hour black-and-white version of Justice League. So there wasn't that much, but it got so much um, hype. When, he, when, when they released this four-hour version of a movie that flopped, what, a year earlier? Yeah. Yeah, this Justice League movie flopped a year earlier. So they're like, we got to get our money back. So they release a four-hour version, and they start hyping it up. But as it turns out, the people hyping it up were all bots. I don't, I'm, this is a story, you can Google the story. Yeah, yeah it's really funny. Okay, so Zach knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it turns out that it was just bots in an echo chamber amplifying HBO's or Time Warner's message about this movie trying to get buzz out there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't real. That story literally just, that movie that that was done a year ago. And so now think about all the news stories you've bought into, or they're not news, just stories. We'll just call them stories. Like, because if we say news is, is news, what's news, right? Like is news fact. Okay. So, but let's just say stories that you bought into you really have to question the validity. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say truthiness, but your words are much better than mine. Thank you. Yeah. The validity of what you're reading. But the problem is newspapers and television, the two, the two main sources of news in America, right? Mm -hmm. They've been using Twitter as their public editor desk as as where they go to get stories and to get to get news so they can get clicks because the whole business has been turned upside down. And so what a problem these platforms have, right? And if people start leaving those platforms, well, where are they gonna go? They don't have to go anywhere. We could go back to, <laughs> we could go back to not engaging on those platforms. Like that's a choice, right? Because it takes time out of your day. Zach, do you know the average screen time of a Facebook user? It's like a half hour. I sorry, I asked you a question, didn't give you a chance to answer, and then I just said it's about a half hour. Uh, well, no, I appreciate it because I didn't know. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That, yeah, yeah, like hours. it's That's all a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't mean it to be rhetorical. No, no, no. no. I, I yeah. meant it to be like I think it's about a half hour. I didn't know if Zach had a more accurate. I output. No, I do. Okay. no idea. Okay, they want screen time. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can watch, like. I don't, there's a lot of good television out there. I can't watch it all, right? Well, that's because the kids dominate the TV. That's another issue. But there's too much. And it's hard to have a breakout hit. Like, you like Yellowstone, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I, I don't know when I'm going to find time to watch an hour-long show. Right. Yeah, it, it's hard. and so But there's a lot of good TV out there. Um, Facebook and Twitter just take away from that. Like, there's too much. And I, I wonder if Snapchat, why would you even buy Snapchat? Like if you're Facebook, my, my going in, you buy good businesses. Like Warren Buffett has this. Like sometimes we, we go after Warren Buffett because people can't invest like Warren Buffett, but they want to quote Warren Buffett.
0: Emulate him. yeah.
1: Yeah. But he's right about the business. They, they're good businesses. They're not rehabs. They're good businesses run by good people that he wants those people to stay on and run those businesses. If you're Mark Zuckerberg or who, whoever would be into Google, interested in Snapchat, just let it run into the ground. Let it, let it just devolve into nothing. You'll get those users because if those people want online. They'll have to go somewhere. Have to go so If they want online interaction, they'll have to go somewhere. You get it without paying. Yeah, and you just, just let it go, right? And I think you're going to see more of that happen. And so it's interesting that you, you talked about a cell discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So I told you I got notes, right? You ready for a note? Sure. Yeah, man. This year, this is from, uh, I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> can, we just, can we just let the irony settle there? I like Twitter. I just don't know if it's a platform for growth right now. I, I think it's a platform that you engage other people in um i don't know if you go there to grow per se radio shack do you guys see this radio shack's trying to make a comeback
3: and and, and quite but, but a, they're... quite an interesting feed they got
1: thank you man i see now i got hunter <laughs> i can't see you hunter the, the monitor's turned away but uh now I, uh, yeah uh can you describe hunter radio shack's feed right now it has nothing to do with a lot electronics
3: yeah i would say the antithesis uh, of whatever you Radio Twitter would be it is it's I mean just memes and jokes and uh, I mean some not crude humor but I mean it's, it's, they, it's like they've given they've given someone the ability to do whatever they want to do to get attention for Radio Shack yeah
1: that's that like Radio Shack is, I don't know what there's all there's a meat brand or there's another brand that that kind of did this a couple years ago but they've stayed on brand with giving you their opinion. I want to say it's like it's not Oscar Minor Wieners, but but it's a it's a it's a boring brand. Steakums. Thank you. Steakums. I knew it was me. I, I just Steakums. couldn't figure out so yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Steak'em. Stake'em's got opinions on on like legitimate. Go to their Twitter account and they've got legitimate, deep, deep opinions yeah. on things.
0: They got hot takes.
1: You know what? The show tile is definitely gonna be some stake'ems, right? Steakums, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe some radio shack. I don't know. Radio Shack, though, is I I don't know what their goal is or what the end state is, but it's aggressive. So anyway, (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Uh, But this is from uh, Carl Quintanilla from the CNBC. The year BlackRock chalked up another this year. This year, BlackRock chalked up another record: the largest amount of money lost by a single firm over a six-month period in the first half of the year. It lost $1.7 trillion of client money.
0: That's some real dollars.
1: I want to go back to incrementalism.
0: Can they call the Fed hotline for the makeup it?
1: So if you don't know Black, go ahead, Don. That's, is
2: that because they, the ETFs went down? Is that yes. all it's, that is? And it's really not real. It's market decline. They didn't lose client money. They own ETFs that clients are invested in that went down. So BlackRock, yeah. it wasn't a conscious decision that BlackRock did something stupid to lose a bunch of money. It was because they provide ETFs that people invest in. But they people they really in ETFs and the ETFs went down.
0: But they really push that buy and hold pie chart mentality and not not trading. Usually they're not talking about active trade. Well, yeah, I see your point.
1: I'm reading Don continue to debate that because I. That's like saying Vanguard.
2: Well, then Vanguard certainly lost but, a ton of money.
0: Well, we always so say it's it, a cheap, cheap way to lose money fast. Oh, well, yes. Now, what's, what's your quote it is, there? It's,
2: it's the Vanguard, the least expensive way to have a fifty percent drawdown
1: <laughs> <laughs> in a bear market. Right.
0: BlackRock's number two. It's
1: the B squared yeah, was... Bogle and BlackRock. So, um, so Don, they're the iShares folks, is what BlackRock yeah. uh, manages, and it's. And so going back to incrementalism, so here uh, there's a couple of things that we do that are, that are much different. The one, we're transparent and you're like, well, what does that mean? Like, that sounds like a buzzword. We give you the strategy every night. Like we, we tell you exactly what we're thinking, how we're going to deploy capital, how we're going to maybe pull back capital. And if, and, then couple, and if you're a client, you see it in real time. Yeah, and a couple more shots down the road, what, what, what could be wow. setting up. Like, it's, it's strategy in real time. There's not many people that do that. in. Oh, no, mutual funds just give you the top ten holdings at the end of the quarter. <laughs> well, even if you go to the strip mall advisor next to the vape shop, yeah. that, that person, there's a really good chance that that person doesn't, know how to interpret the market's action by price will make a mistake, a fatal flaw of mixing in macro information and trying to time it to stock market information. What could you mean by that, Tim? Case in point. The 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 NASDAQ, excuse me, is up 5% this week. Has anything gotten better in the global economy, Daniel? No. Exactly, and that's the conundrum. That is that is markets like it, it bad out there, right? But the market went up five percent this week. And and before you yell at me, uh, and you're like, "Well, Tesla had a great quarter." Like, the Tesla, it doesn't matter what Tesla. It just matters it's the market, right? The market every day has economic reports, people reporting earnings, people commenting, upgrades, downgrades. It's all one big game and so when you go to the strip mall advisor and they try to tell you um, they try to mix in macro information ma- macroeconomic information with the only indicator that tells you the truth about what's happening price it it oftentimes doesn't sync up mm-hmm. and so when when you're when i'm talking about uh, incrementalism here with revere the difference between uh, what the incremental would be, um, well, we just do technical analysis at a strip mall advisor next to the vape shop. Well, that, that's not enough. Because without being able to interpret the macro information on one, one side, the price information of the market on another side, and then fusing it together with a sell discipline, See, that's not incrementalism. That's actually Mm game-changing. And so most people can't sell. And they can't sell because there's a group of people that I believe are the most miserable people on the face of the earth. Who do you think are the most miserable people on the face of the earth?
0: I was going to say something very
1: uh, sarcastic. sarcastic. People that argue stocks. They are the most miserable people some of the most miserable people on the face of the earth. I was
0: going to say the advisors at stripmalladvisor.com because they are not No, I don't know if they're down. miserable.
1: But people, that, and it doesn't matter. Like, there's a lot of, per, there's IBD personalities, people that, there's a, there, it doesn't matter. It pervades the internet. They argue about stock and none of it matters. Like, Hunter is going to, in a few minutes, is going to give you a list of stocks. You have never heard me Hunter, how many shows have you done since October, like October of 2020, right? one has got to be close to 100. I've never, I've never said boo to Hunter about any stock he's ever mentioned. Because it doesn't matter. Like Hunter's information matters. It doesn't matter what I think about the stock. And I've never actually had a contrarian opinion about the stock. Do you know why? Because when Hunter says, hey, can you bring up uh, XYZ stock? And then you see it on the chart. It doesn't look like hot garbage. Like he can walk you through a consolidation, a price point that if it breaks higher, you, you, that's, that's trendy. People get into stocks for them to go up, right? I know there's people that short, but <clears throat> most people get into stocks for them to go higher. And Hunter's accentuating those names. So why on God's green earth, like if Hunter mentioned a stock and I'm like, well, I don't, Celsius, I think they own Celsius, right? Yeah. So, which is a drink. Like, well, I don't drink Celsius. And, you know, Celsius could uh, become the new monster energy where, you know, the government targeted them. Like, I don't even, I don't feel like any of those things. I literally just made that up. But people that argue stocks are miserable. They can't, and I believe, and I've seen this because I used to speak to thousands of people a year. And I know this personality type. People that argue stocks also have trouble selling stocks.
0: Well, yeah, they're arguing their position. They're trying to justify why. I want to clarify what you're saying. So, there are people that buy a stock, and I I, I hate it when I say, oh, you just buy this stock and stick it in your drawer. Uh, This is a stock you hold forever. What? What? That's crazy. And so, people will, will defend the story. And that's why you always wanted to separate Main Street and Wall Street. Because right now, you were talking about the economy doing bad and the global economy doing worse. But the market's starting to rally now. Whether this is just a bear market rally or whether this is the next primary uptrend, we'll know in, in, hindsight, and in hindsight looking yeah. back. But we're gonna we're gonna manage like right now. It's a bear. We're ready to you know we're gonna protect profits of the companies we just bought, and we'll sell those if they start to roll over. If the market continues higher, we'll add a few more positions. But it's it doesn't matter what the stock does, what sector it's in. It's only is it acting right?
1: And and. And so how does that tie in to things that I've said on this show, right? Like I've, I've, I've advocated for people at home that I, there's too much fear mongering, right? Like there's a lot of fear of missing out. Like I believe that in order for you to never leave the, the, uh, the advisors that just buy and hold, they, they try, the commercials try to make you feel warm and fuzzy. It's a, is there, is deliverance a movie that tries to make you feel warm and fuzzy, but then it, <laughs> or what's the woman that, that takes in the guy who gets hurt misery. and then misery, right? Yeah. Like and she pounds his feet, oh. James like, like Kathy Bates, is that what that, okay. Yeah. It's misery. Like they, yep. they, they're like, I'm going to take you in. I'm going to take care of you. You're here at strip now. And, and really they're going to break your ankles. And uh, is that what happens in that movie? <laughs> I've, I, I think so. I've never seen this movie. Uh, and so,
0: oh it's painful anybody, anybody can get
2: you in tim who's yeah. gonna get you out that's exactly <laughs> it
1: and you can't get out because what they do is they peddle fear that they're missing out don what's the stat where like if you leave these five days in a in, in a market like you're gonna miss all the gains like you know what i'm talking about
0: top 10 days yeah. You yeah. miss the top 10 days yeah. in the market you lose 49 percent of the gains the problem is those top 10 gains are right are clustered around some of the biggest drops, mm-hmm. so they all happened. The top ten yeah. biggest perform percentage up days all occurred in bear markets.
1: Yeah, and so you need you need this ability to sell. You need. You the,
0: also need an ability to buy back in once the yeah. market starts firming up again. And so That's I also
1: I've advocated triggers for people that have been. It listen, and everybody who's ever traded in the markets has been paralyzed by fear. Has been a deer. Let's let's not pretend that no one. No, no one out there is an automaton, okay? That, that is a made up word. I don't even think that's the word I want. I wanted a robot, but I went with automaton. I'm like, not even sure what that is. Automaton. Tom-a-ton? Automaton. 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 Autobot. Robot. Oh, Autobots definitely. The Autobots roll out. Yeah, they they are transformers. <laughs> um, but if you look at like on 7:15, what is today? Today's the 22nd. Yes. 7:15 was um, the market was at 38. Let me just make sure I'm right. Like a 38.66, I believe. More than 100 points higher now. And what happened on 7.15, a five 5A cross, a 5 exponential moving average, you know, like triggers, like trigger events get you in so you don't have to feel like you're missing out. Well, if you never sold, you wouldn't be missing out. But you rolled the son of a gun down. Yeah,
0: you lost 20, 25%.
1: Yeah. Like, Like, what if you can't convince me otherwise that, there are people out there that maybe there are like, I mean, it's, it's a form of uh, say my, my
0: masochism. Thank
1: you. <laughs> it's a form of masochism that I wrote Snapchat down from 50. It's trading 11. But when it comes back, it's going to feel good. Spank me. Blutton for punishment. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that what Moss
2: Because is I have about? a 5-year time horizon. That's exactly it. <laughs> the
1: yeah. only people who have 5-year time horizons are people in losing stocks. You can't tell me, hey, would you rather make 10, 15%, 20%, 5%? The market's up 5% this week. Hunter, what's 3866 to 3896 percentage-wise on S&P 30, please? 3866 to
3: 3896. Or 38 3986, pardon
2: me. That's about
1: 3%. 3%. You could just buy the S&P off the trigger, sell right now at this moment in time, 1023, and sell it, and you're up 3%. But Don, as Don has uh, expertly um, laid out here, there is some goofball out there that says, I've got a five-year time horizon, and, and they've ridden it, they, it down 50%, 60%, To make back 20%. I can't help that My
2: thesis is still intact and the EBITDA suggests proper valuation.
1: EBITDA. If anybody ever says EBITDA when discussing stocks to you, run like hell. (laughs) EBITDA. It's the crabs of the stock market. Run. You don't want to touch it. It will hurt you like coffee did to me last week. EBITDA. Well, team, that's part of the fundamental picture. Right. But you know where that shows up? In price. Well, how does that show up in price? By demand. Well, how does that show up? By volume. Well, what do you mean? Most people in the free world and China, they want the best products. They don't, they don't want junk. So what do they do? They pay up for high-quality merchandise. That's, that's the secret behind what, what Bill O'Neill discovered, that if you take 7% about, 7% fundamentals, 30% technicals, which are the price and the volume action and a bunch of other stuff, that, that that's the magic formula. That the bedrock that, that good stocks eventually are built on is the fundamentals, and then the technicals are what get you to take action. Anybody mentioned it. Mean timely, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people can't put that together. but during my last podcast, after 409 episodes on 410, I have now finally put that together. But you had to listen to a story about coffee and a rehash of potato chips to get there. Mm -hmm. But But that's what, if you find that, because I believe nirvana in investing is, I believe that this is what everybody wants, that they can consistently make money in the markets. That you take a setup That you know what your setup is. You take that setup by trading that setup. And then when that setup isn't, you just know by looking at it by the price action, you know what's happening. And you're like, okay, this is not how good trades go. I'm going to exit for somewhere between, say, five and eight percent, depending upon the market. I'm gonna take that loss and I'm gonna redeploy that capital when my setup appears again. And it doesn't matter in what stock or what ETF or what commodity most people we can't. do need
2: to we do need to point out with nirvana though that in music nirvana sucks they ruined eighties oh. uh, good time rock and roll oh my and goodness Whoa. that is a, that, this. that is a we hot take on this
1: going forward that is a hot take <laughs> right it's there is it was dave Grohl the drummer yes of nirvana lead singer of the foo fighters is the drummer of nirvana weird watching videos he was like 12 he's, he's a kid now he's like you know. Five. Yeah.
2: It yeah. So happens if you live in constant rain in Seattle, your depression just takes over and it's a whole uh, swath of the country. Home. We're just we're having such a good time party to, um, why am I so damn depressed? In my parents, well, you,
1: you know, the best export out of Seattle was, uh, it was uh, Fraser. Frazier. I thought you were going to say, gonna say coffee. No. no, I was going to say Fraser. I love Fraser. How many people think coffee's grown in Seattle because of Seattle, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, like, like coffee's grown in right. in different. Uh, they're climate. just the aggregator. They're just yes, the yes. They're man. just the roaster, folks. Um, listen, uh, a bunch of other stuff to cover, but I think that encapsulates uh, what the problem with incrementalism, right? Like it, you could apply incrementalism to anywhere, but there's no difference. I mean, if you're really being honest, folks, and, you, and you, you could say your relationship with someone might be different because you know them a little more. You got invited to the barbecue. You got sucked into the Kool-Aid. But there's no difference between Bank of America, Edward Jones, Chase, private wealth, right? Like, they call it private wealth. Like, it's always strip it away and say, tell me what gets you out of a stock. What makes you sell? things like time horizon are a death now to your to your uh
0: you want the market's time horizon yes the market's time horizon and the market's risk
1: because there's there's so many things that happen between someone else's time horizon and your life whether it's the birth of a child whether it's a sickness whether it's a marriage whether it, whatever it is you might not have had the 12, to 14 years to wait for Microsoft to finally break back out. And, and, right. and, but that's the truth. No, it's a great analogy.
0: and, and so, so that was a fundamental reason. Balmer took over and screwed yeah. it up because he was going on the old thing. And then that started showing up in the charts, the yes. price, okay? When Nandela took over and he started doing the subscription base and turned Microsoft around, the fundamentals started improving. That was also reflected yeah. In price. So you need price as your confirmation.
1: And so, uh, so this will be after this show. This will be, I, I can't foresee myself doing, I'm not going to ever stop trading, right? Oh, sure. And I'll talk trading. Sure. But I'm not, I can't see myself doing a podcast. Or this will be the first time since 2008 that on a week, on, on, a, on a daily, if not weekly basis, I don't speak to traders and investors. That's a long time, mm-hmm. and so uh, and I'm going to leave it with this. i when the show's not over. There was a
0: little hiatus when IBD kind of got a little. They were worried about you. Um, they wanted you to get uh, pre-clearance to talk in the markets. Yeah. So we had to take a few months, but 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 you're right. It was continuum all the way. From yeah. Two thousand and eight when I. Yep. When we met down at that trading expo. Uh huh.
1: And uh, but I I I'm not even going to delve into because this this really is emblematic of this period. I think when we look back in the history of time, like there's going to be periods of of market of economic times that we're we're going to look back and we're going to wonder why and what and how. The EU, so the European uh, Union, they raised rates for the first time in eleven years, mm-hmm. and folks, this might be the only time we get to say this they they raised rates to zero <laughs> there there's I, I don't we don't know how this period of time like i tell you what uh, amex came out with a quarter i read a little bit of it this morning where they're they're setting up some money in case of default later but right now i and i don't know if amex has a more conservative portfolio than some other credit companies mm-hmm but they're seeing like the low, they're seeing the lowest default rates like they're not seeing default is the, is what i'm trying to say they're not seeing issues like people are like the credit markets are getting weak there's a lot of credit that they're not seeing defaults so i'm not saying there's not a lot of people with credit out there they're just saying they're not seeing defaults like it's a strong they got
0: a higher credit quality though
1: there's yes, a yes. you know sears, by the way interesting not, side note sears the credit card like used to be like one of the highest bars to clear to get credit from sears and how that turned out but that's not the credit problem. That was a uh, store mismanagement problem, then getting ransacked by uh, the uh, hedge fund trader that just ran it into the ground. Right. Sears? Sears. Yeah, yep. Sears. Yeah. And so, anyway.
2: They also had union pension commitments that were yep. an, an absolute
1: ball and chain around their ankle. Yeah. GM had that. They, they just had to start GM over, <laughs> or reset. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, anyway.
0: Way to get out from under that.
1: I don't know if there'll ever be a period of time. Here's what I do think. I don't, I don't know if there'll ever be a period of time that uh, we can say that uh, some major governing body raised interest rates and took them to zero. That's, that's, that's the first time in history, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: Just like the first time in history a few years ago when they took them negative.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and so I don't know how this turns out, but um, I think the economy, I, I think what's happening here is we're going to, we've raised rates, right? And you just got to do the calculus, whatever that calculus is. Like, you know, those string diagrams in a, in a, in a police show where they've got like pictures up on a wall and it's yarn and it's going everywhere. Do, do that calculus, right? Oh, put that on the show, Talzak. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, do that calculus and um, then tell me how far we have to raise rates to make it okay in your brain that it equates to... I used to pay eighteen percent in nineteen eighty two. Whatever that math is for you, do it. And then I believe what's going to happen with j Powells Fed is they're going to then lower rates in twenty twenty
0: three. I agree. I think they're going to have to say uncle after one or two more raises. I yeah, think it's, I think it's going to slow it down too much.
1: And 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 by the way, that slowdown will be vicious. And 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 it, like this, the. the the gradual, it won't be like, um, it's, it doesn't, because it's an up week in the markets, it, it won't, it, you, don't, you might not think this is true, but I want you to just keep in mind the Snapchat example here. Snapchat, um, Snapchat already had had bad quarter, it was down 35% from their last report. Mm-hmm. Then they came out and warned, shortly after their quarter, and it went down again. And now they've had another. It, 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 that's an acceleration of bad. Yep. And when people, it's a, it's, there was a commercial about this. I think it was for, for Verizon. It was a, a bunch of people in a room with a tiny exit, and they're all rushing for the exit stampeding, right? Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in the market yet, where it's been the rush. to Like, oh, wow, this is really bad. It was, quote, a shallow bear
0: market over 20%, but not like the economic crisis yet of 2008.
1: Yeah. Doesn't and mean we won't get there. Yeah, it? and I don't know. I mean, may, maybe MMT, if you, whether you agree or not, MMT is being used in this country. Modern monetary yeah. theory, yeah. And so maybe MMT doesn't have that, doesn't allow that moment of capitulation. I, as things become more unobtainable, for folks, whether it's uh, auto loans, uh, whether it's mortgages, uh, if, if, big if, if credit were to get tighter, you'll probably see some kind of uh, rushing for the exit. You'll know it when you see it, right? Like, you don't, you don't have to wonder Here's what Here's the
0: question. Will you take action when you see it? Yeah. That's and,
1: the big thing. And so, um, it, it's kind of like this market, right? You, you kind of don't want to, I mean, if you look going all the way back to June, um, you know, like June, what was that date here? I'm looking at my calendar, my uh, screen here. June, June 9th, big drop. Uh, June 9th. It, don't. It's hard to buy the breakouts in this market. Because you got to be
0: pretty seasoned. You got to be good. at Yeah, it.
1: and it's real tough. And you want to. You don't. You certainly don't want to do it with a with a without a sell discipline because mm-hmm. there'll be a rushing for the exits moment. You won't be able to know when. Like they don't tell you when it's going to happen.
0: Well, you got to pay attention.
1: Yeah, I, and, and will talk about a couple of breakouts yeah. that he did. Yeah, and, and that, that's, it, it takes a skilled hand to know that, right? And that, that's not being pompous. That's just like experience. If you're going in with something, saying five-year timeline, be, be prepared to lose some money. And, that, and nobody wants to do that. And so the consistency you seek comes from being able to recognize when it's not working and cutting your losses or, or uh, maximizing your gains by selling. And so with that, I'll tell you what, let's go, you want to go Hunter?
0: Yeah, let's go to Hunter.
1: I'm sorry, you had
2: to do it. No, no,
0: no. Next, next, folks. Next week. Listen, next week, I'm going to talk about 401ks and 403bs and pension plans to find, and, and, and retirement. I'm right. going to talk about how you need to gear up and get ready and all the pitfalls that you need to be watching out for. Yeah. All right, Hunter. So it's me. All right, <laughs> it's you, baby. It's all you. So
3: uh, we actually we had an individual reach out to us and ask. Uh, about chip stocks or semiconductor stocks, essentially. Um, and so, in spirit of that, it just so happens my analysis and research leading up to uh, this podcast today, I've got a number of them I want to talk about. Uh, and for no reason other than the fact that their price uh, has been showing relative uh, over the course of this year. So, uh, Don, I'm going to run through about four names here to start, all in the semiconductor space. So, in on semiconductor ON. And uh what I want to point out here on this name is it it's a little bit volatile as most semiconductor names are. Uh but this name is actually showing up in a base here on Market Smith. It filled a gap from last October uh, when it recently made those lows around 44 45 and it's been on a pretty vertical move up back above the 200 day, back above all those shorter term moving averages as well. So uh just like we talked or i talked about in the video last night the indices are short-term extended uh, and they are pulling back today uh so are a lot of stocks but i found this one to see as that 21 is starting to hook up through the 50 the 8 is coming up through all those moving averages it may consolidate back down to kind of that cluster area of those moving averages but the point here is on has a rs rating of 97 amidst all the turmoil that's happened this year in the markets So. And that's kind of of the names I'm about to highlight in the semi space is these are names with constructive RS ratings that have made very sharp recoveries here. So on semiconductor, uh, it, a lot of these names do have earnings coming up. Keep that in mind; it's earnings season. But on the first of the group uh, with a nice RS rating and a, and a pretty vertical response from the lows. I mean, four seventy six to just over sixty dollars yesterday. So uh, on is the first name. The second one is KLA Ten Core or KLA. Uh, KLAC is the two here. Another one that I believe, uh, yeah, RS rating is a 91. It's running up right into the 200-day moving average, but you see a very similar pattern of vertical response off of those lows up from 282 to about 355, 360 here. And uh, just pulling back a little bit. But again, this is relatively normal to see some pullback here after the type of move that we've had in individual names and on the indices over the course of the last week to week and a half. So KLAC, RS91, and the point also on all of these is they've held up most of their peers, which is always something you want to be looking for in a bear market or a bull market, is what names within a group sector holding up better than the rest, right? just the leadership of a certain industry group or within a certain sector. So KLAC, uh, kind of similar to, to ON, needs to get back above that 200-day but uh, possibly starting to make a pretty big move here, nice volume on this recovery as well. The next name is ADI analog devices, very similar type of pattern here to what we just looked at with KLAC, very vertical move off the bottom from 138 up to about 165 or so, right up into that 200 day. Again, it would be nice to see some pullback or consolidation here after that short move up, but attractive volume patterns over the course of the last week on these names because again this is a rs rating of 87 you can see the rs rating has been trending higher since about april actually had a you know pulled back with the rest of the market there into may and into june but a vertical recovery here as well on adi and last one don qcom which recently reported earnings and had a nice response uh this one is actually poking its head above the 200 day RS rating. I'm sorry, they didn't recently report earnings. Uh, They report soon. But uh, above the 200 day, same kind of pattern here. Vertical uh, recovery from the lows, filled the gap from all the way back in last October slash November as well. Uh, And so the highlight here is these are four names. This is showing relative strength. They're all around a 90 or higher on their RS ratings and have made very strong recoveries. So again, very normal to see these names possibly consolidate, give back some of that move that they made. What you're looking for if this market is able to sustain any type of positive momentum is that they would consolidate and uh, find support where you would expect them to find support and ultimately uh, continue moving higher here. So four semiconductor names with nice RRS ratings, strong recoveries over the course of the last few weeks. So now we're going to go to the drink and beverage area. And so we've talked about Celsius, but there's one space and that is MNST. And I want to point out here, it's right around the 21 day, uh, at this moment in time, I think it's actually a tiny bit below it with some of the price action. We're seeing, but there is a nice double bottom pattern picking up here on monster. And what I want to point out is if Celsius is going to act well, you want to see other names in the group acting well. So monster has been acting well. RS line has been on a vertical ascent here, uh, basically since about February. Uh, it's had a normal pullback here after running up into a resistance level right there around 98. Don's showing off his monster there as he should. And... Uh, Jeez. I again, thought he was doing construction. I- <laughs> <laughs> a
1: little noisy back there. It's all right.
3: But monster, uh, a name in and in a, a probably a lesser talked about group in general, just food and beverage. Uh, and beverages non-alcoholic. It's been standing out for a while. Uh, so monster, a name to keep your eye on. See if it can possibly find support here. In this like nine ninety five area, uh, and reclaim that twenty one EMA. Next name, a name I've talked about a decent bit: GTLB GitLab. This, this is a new, and I know you look at this and you say, "Okay, well, honor, this has had a, a horrible decline," you know, et cetera, et cetera. The RS rating is a fifty three, and I would say yes, that's true. However, the six month RS rating is a ninety four. The three month RS rating is a ninety six. And that's indicative of the fact that we've seen growth stocks start to show some light over the course of about the last two months or so. So, GTLB, it's even showing relative strength today compared to a lot of, there's a lot of growth names that are up 6, 7, 8, 9% today, which, you know, volatility is part of the game with these types of names. But I like the way this has acted. Uh, I like the way that it's not necessarily just falling out to the downside today. Uh, And I like the story on this name in general. The revenue continues to stair-step up at a nice rate. And like I said, that six-month and three-month RS rating is there. So sometimes you have to look a little deeper than just the 12-month trailing RS rating. Uh, Moving along here, a a name that's had a really, really tough year as well, along with like GTLB, Snow. And the reason I want to point this name out is two primary reasons. Again, it's having a bad day today. A lot of gross stocks are. Market is pulling back in. Uh, But this has broken a downtrend line. That's the first thing I want to point out. There's some subtle signs of accumulation in the volume pattern as well. Secondly, there's a path to profitability here on Snow as it moves into 2023 and 2024. You can look at that in market Smith. And there's massive institutional support for this name. There's about, if I'm not mistaken, roughly 1,500 or so funds uh, in this name. uh, And that's continued to move move up even in this pretty line i mean from 405 to 110 it's about a 70 75 percent pullback it's brutal but there's institutional support downtrend line that's been broken and there's uh, a path to profitability on a name that's uh initially uh, like a year or two ago that path to profitability didn't seem so clear you can now see that starting to show up in the fundamentals a little bit so two very high beta growth names to watch dtlb and snowflake uh, and then lastly another semi-name, and I know I'm, I'm giving a lot of information here, but this this name in particular is one of my favorite names in the sense that management executes and the fundamentals are spectacular, and it's ABGO Broadcom. And again, this has had a, a nasty pullback, just like pretty much everything out there. But what I want to point out here is the fundamentals continue to be excellent. The profit is there. The revenue growth has continued to be there, even amidst you know uh, the poor economic conditions this year. So again, a nasty pullback, but it also has reclaimed this 500 level at the chart, that 500 area was major resistance before the breakout in the fourth quarter of last year. So that 500 level, a major, made a place you could potentially even measure risk against. Uh, and fund ownership has continued to grow as well. As big as this stock is, and as much fund ownership as it already had it up from about 2,800 to 3,500 funds in it over the course of the last four quarters. So there's some positive things going. Going for it. So, for the most part, this stock tends to hold up relatively well compared to the market and compared to a lot of other semi names. Uh, I'm not, you know, immune to the fact that it went from six seventy seven to four sixty, but I think that five hundred level is a major line in the sand. It danced around below it and has ultimately reclaimed it. So, it's a good spot to watch. The fundamentals are solid and fund ownership continues to grow on a name that's already massive. I mean, this is a two hundred billion dollar company, so. That is my list today. I know it's a lot of information, uh, but a list that are showing RS in a number of different industry groups, or that have some positives going for them in the sense of institutional sponsorship or path to profitability, those types of things. Uh, so that's all I got today. That's it. That wraps it up.
1: Okay, Don, you ready to go? To
2: what Hunter says, AVGO Broadcom. This was
1: this had a rough. Uh, five, six
2: week period during this last sell-off, this last leg down in the market, but it was one of the last ones to give way because it has a 3.2% dividend. While, while um, look at the relative strength here, uh, while money was being poured into dividend type stocks, this one of the few tech stocks that pays a significant dividend. I want to dovetail onto the beverage um, angle that Hunter brought up bros is one that we're watching uh, also. Again, down today, most gross stocks are down today, uh, but nice subtle hat, uh, price action and relative strength action uh, over the last three weeks. Back above its 50 and its 21 has the 200 overhead, uh, but this is one that's been showing relative strength also. So I want to talk about the indexes and uh, on our pre-market call this morning, I said, beware of the straight up from the bottom check mark. And that's what we're seeing today. A little bit of a pause around this 4,000 area. I had, I had been talking about this 40.17 gap fill. We didn't quite get there this morning. We got to 40.12 before we've had an intraday pullback. I haven't seen uh, any significant news that would prompt it, but this is a normal spot to stop this 38.50 to 38.70 area. Right now we're at or sorry, 39.70, right at, right, now we're at 39.70. I uh, don't really wanna go much lower than 39.50 or we gotta start being concerned about whether or not this bounce uh, may pull back to something a little bit more significant than just an intraday bounce. But uh, well, this check mark here, the bottoms like this, uh, Sometimes they work, you kind of prefer to see a more rounded bottom like you do in stocks. Uh, But this five days straight down, six, seven days straight up, uh, we're due for a pullback, not a surprise there. One of the things we talked about pre-market was possibly taking some profits on Celsius because it was extended at the close yesterday uh, versus the 21 EMA 16%. Uh, a three ATR would have been would have gotten us up around 87, 88. We didn't quite get there today. We got to 86.50 before it started pulling back. Uh, no heavy volume. Volume just 10% above average on this pullback. On Celsius, still certainly one of the best looking gross stocks uh, in the market. As far as the 21 over 21 goes, we've got we're going to have two uh, medical stocks definitely getting punted off the list. Uh, UTHR, they had a negative ruling on patents. Somebody was suing them, and the stock clearly broke down, bounced at the 50 day moving average for now, but the 21 rolling over. This is going to come off the list as well as Merck. I didn't see any major news on Merck, but money has rotated the last three weeks out of value stocks that it piled into. Look at this move up here in Merck. This was a move across the board about a week and a half period back in the middle of June where people just piled into health healthcare stocks. Here's XLV, the healthcare ETF, you can see that strong move up there. And now we've been cooling off or consolidating over the last three, four weeks that move up. And what we've seen is relative strength coming down over the past week, they're bouncing today, but relative strength coming down in healthcare, in utilities, Again, up today, look at this relative strength moved down over the last week. No progress versus the market going higher as we we saw a rotation from value into growth and also XLP showing uh, bad relative strength over the last two weeks because we rotated into strong tech sectors like XLK. And uh, you know the, the strength in the NASDAQ 100 this is one of the reasons why we love to have a big core position in SSO, because when rotations like this happen in today, we've got the NASDAQ down 1.5%, the S&P down 0.7%. All that rotation between sectors and between growth and value uh, takes place within the S&P 500. And this is why it's so difficult for individual fund, th- actively managed funds to beat the S&P 500 because if you've got a slant towards growth or a slant towards value, uh, the rotation is very quick within sectors and within growth and value. But if you own this core, and we'd like to do SSO because it's the two times return when the market is healthy, meaning when the market is above the 21 day exponential moving average on the short term, preferably also above the 50 day, but note that we're still below the 200 day and this is when maximal risk in the market picks up. This is when those bear markets that might be 20% but could go down to 30 or 40%, this is when you have to be worried about them. Right now we paused at about 23, 24% down and we bounced and we're about 16% down from the highs now or year to date, Uh, but And I also want to note this one, this next level above when we're talking about resistance. This is the hundred-day moving average. I just put this on the chart today as we're trying to measure uh, potential areas above where we might stall. That's at forty-one thirty-six right now. Uh, We still haven't gotten to the so the three levels above on the S and P or this forty-seventeen gap fill, the low of this uh, consolidation that we broke down with, which is about forty-seventy-five and then the 100 day moving average, 41.37. So those are the three big resistance areas. If we continue to run here on the downside, we certainly need to hold the 50 day moving average and we're scheduled next week, trend continues to have the 21 curl up through the 50. So when those overlap, that should provide, I said should provide an additional level of support if the indexes continue to pull back. Uh, so from a from a, high level standpoint on the indexes in the market. uh, This is what we're focused on going into next week.
1: Okay. Awesome. I appreciate that. All right, Danny, I've got uh, one last thing. So, uh, Zach, we're running short on time, aren't we? I think we might need the short. Yeah. Do the, do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do the version that it drags on and you start talking about nonsense. Just tell people how to find people. Folks, if you like what you heard,
0: please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, just send them to revereasset.com. They can sign up in the top right corner. There's a subscribe button. They can sign up for our daily market insight newsletter that goes out every evening after the market close, and then they'll get this podcast delivered right into their inbox. We won't spam them or hassle them anyway. It's up to them to reach out to us and and contact us. You can always. Uh, email us Dan at RevereAsset.com, Don at RevereAsset.com, or any of us, or you can actually call us old school at 855 Real Wealth. Before I turn it back to you, Tim, it's I want to say thank you for sure. everything you've done for the company. It's been a great run. I wish you and Tanya and y'all the kids, the family, well. Thank you. I hope your Fifth and Cherry goes gangbusters, folks. If you don't know, he actually has the he's he and his wife have a company called Fifth and Cherry. It is the best cutting board made in the world. They're really great, and it's guaranteed for life. I've got we're, one. I we're not just saying that. I They're when really I when great. I smoke a big brisket or I cook ribs or whatever. I got it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah,
1: anyway. I'll I'll mention that. That wasn't my one last thing, okay. but uh, I'll mention that. So, <laughs> uh, my my parents started a company uh, forty nineteen eighty two. So oh, 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 40 years ago now, okay. and. Um, they they uh they've been making custom cabinetry since uh 82 uh grew the shop to about 30 fellas, and then over the course of I, I saw it in 08 but I didn't really understand what was happening my parents were getting older mm-hmm. and I was in denial mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so then uh that took a lot of wind out of their sails right cuz an in independent family business um to grow it to the to the level they grew it to uh took tremendous tremendous effort and uh it comes from uh, the things that we talk about here on the show: quality, uh, attention to detail, consistency, that, right? consistency. Yeah. yeah, and then um, uh, my mom uh, developed breast cancer in 2015, and then then the like the world stopped, right? Because it's a family run business, and then the this last recession, David, you, yeah. yeah, even though it was short, you know, people tell you it was a shallow uh, recession, a quick dip. Uh, when you're a small family business, and um, it's really, it's, it's hard to recover from that. And so um, we, we started, Tiny and I started Fifth and Cherry. I started Fifth and Cherry to just save what they built. And I figured if we couldn't do that, then we had, you know, we're, we're never going to expand. Uh, so we started with um, cutting boards and the incrementalism. Uh, so I, I practice what I preach. We make the only cutting boards in the world that are refinished forever free of charge. And so like, why is that a big deal? Uh, because what this still isn 't the last thing that I want to cover it 's something economic related, but the reason why it matters is because I believe the world has lost tangibility, so i 'm talking about digital platforms and losing touch, and i don 't think that that 's sustainable again, eating my bacon there uh, because when you go into a kitchen uh, there 's few things like i don 't know if people can relate to, I have my mother 's rolling pin that we used to make uh, cookies and stuff with when I was a kid it's it's not, it 's decrepit it 's not it's nothing special if you, if you look at it. But it means something to me because those are the memories. And if people have this like cast iron pans. There's something in your world that was your mom, your dad's. You did it with them. And you're just not throwing it out. And uh, I believe to me that making memories in the kitchen is what remains forever. And that tangibility remains forever. And so we've been able to build a product that's so superior because it's only end grain cherry. They're still all handmade. And then, we're giving you the ability to pass it down generationally to your kids. And and then they'll have it forever, and then they'll have it forever to send to their kids. And so we're taking that same approach, and now what we've done is uh, we've moved into cabinetry. We found an audience for the cutting boards, thank God. Uh, Grateful, uh, incredibly grateful that we found an audience for the cutting boards and uh now we're going to take that same approach just like my parents did you
0: got some world-class barbecue competitors that are that are yeah, using the product uh, yeah. really
1: grateful for yeah. that like there's a bunch of people um that support us in in that regard and um man it, it the world's good and uh you know um just incredibly grateful for that and so you can find it at fifthandcherry.com. i'm not going away i, I i'll still talk to people if you find me uh uh, on Twitter, or on email. You, can, you know how to get a hold of me from all the video stuff. Um, interesting. I'll get to, uh, so we've talked, it's, it's interesting, the Fed's job has gotten incredibly tougher, not easier. <laughs> and and, and let, me, let me leave you with the, the, this last piece of economic information. By the way, thank you for that with uh, Fifth and Cherry. Um, oh, you know, I didn't tell, tell this to you either. I got, um, I was, I, I'm in a book. Really? It's because of Fifth and Cherry. Ah. Yeah, so um, Danny was great. I'll tell you about Danny. Danny was gracious enough, uh, and I say that because he wouldn't. Most people wouldn't do what Danny allowed me to do. I went back to school. Uh, I used got your MBA. Got my got I got two, and um and Danny allowed me to do that. I went Fridays, which meant I wasn't doing the show certain Fridays, and that was this is, I think it's three, four, three, four years ago. Yeah, three four years ago. And so anyway, I, and it's where I uh was able to learn like it's not people like just start a business put some ads on facebook <laughs> listen it, to develop brand and to develop um there's a lot you just don't know and i wanted to go learn what i didn't know uh it's not just spreadsheets and stuff like that and so anyway but uh yeah uh, someone heard my story and actually wrote I'm, I'm in the first chapter of this book student startup guy yeah, wow. student startup guide. yeah i'm an old student i'm going to be 47 this year and Always so learning Always like, yeah, like never stop learning. And yeah. so they wrote uh, How We uh, Conceived Fifth and Cherry. And I just got that uh, in the mail yesterday. Nice. Um, yeah. So I thought that was nice. Um, now, demand destruction. Bad, yeah. bad. <laughs> so this is interesting to me. So uh, gasoline futures since the, the beginning of June are down 30%. Uh, let's see, copper, you know, in economic bellwether, down 26% over the same time frame. Gold is down 8%. Bitcoin's down 27% on the same time frame. But also, uh, interest rates are down mm-hmm. tremendously. And that right there. So you've got- It's the one Fe- thing to help the markets. Well, the Fed got the demand destruction they wanted, right? Uh, some, not all. Yeah, right, right. Interest rates being lower is the exact opposite of what the Fed wants. And so what, why, why is that? So the Fed wants rates to go higher to quell demand, to cool off the economy, an intentional slowdown so they can produce a quote-unquote soft line. They're going to have to intensify the rate hikes. And well, why would interest rates fall? Because people are now seeking the safety of bonds. So if you look at 30-year treasuries uh, forward slash ZB or slash ZB on your uh, Thinkorswim platform, uh, you can see that. Prices going up, like so. I mentioned things that were going down, right, in futures, commodity land, and now you've got bonds in that same time frame actually going up.
0: Price up, interest rates down. Yes,
1: that is. That means so. If you're if you're talking out there and you're like, well, this will be a the Fed will back off. Danny's saying the Fed will back off because they've done they've done a horrible job and they've destroyed everything. They started a backfire in the forest, to, so the fire didn't spread, and all they did was make more fire. And that's kind of <coughs> what's happening here. It, interest rates actually need to go up for the Fed's plan to work. Yep. That's, that hasn't happened since the beginning of June. By the way, it's like almost 47 days now, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the exact opposite. So the Fed meets this coming week, and they'll have a, they'll have a press conference Wednesday where J-PAL will come out. I don't think you can take a 1% or 100 basis point raise off the table.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so either.
1: Yeah. I, Anything's possible. I know the Fed governors have come out and had a couple of speeches saying, oh, we're 75, 75, 75. There comes a point where seven, like, like you were, the market was shocked when it was a quarter percent, and then they backed off in 2018, right? And then the market was shocked at 50%. You know? And then, then they're like, okay, well, 50% is good enough. Now it's 75. 75 is going to become the color tan. It's going to become boring. And they're going to need to do something to get the patient revived. And that, that 100 basis point thing is the, is the medicine. Yep. So it'll be interesting how it all plays out. Well, you, all, you also got to watch their
0: balance sheet. That's how you really know what they're yep. doing. Folks, thanks for listening. Tell your friends and neighbors about us. And thank you, Tim. Oh, thank you. We will talk to you next week on Your Money.